Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to have you back with us this week, listening in on my conversation with Leslie Perrin, a registered nurse in her former career, now health coach, founder, and champion peacemaker of Peace by Peace Wellness Coaching. She helps physically active, motivated midlife individuals who are struggling with chronic pain and losing confidence in their body to naturally reverse pain and find peace so they can live their fullest lives. As a nurse's daughter myself, I got so much out of this conversation and I love talking with people from the traditional Western medicine field who are stepping into and embracing the holistic approach to wellness. Enjoy the conversation today. Thanks for joining. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week. We are moving into some conversation that I haven't had the chance to have yet here on the show. And so I'm happy to introduce you to Leslie Perrin. She is a health coach committed to being an expert in her field. Listen to this roster of certifications. She's a board certified functional wellness coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, licensed ecclesiastical holistic practitioner, certified functional medicine health coach, certified gluten-free practitioner, certified emotional freedom technique and thought field therapy master practitioner, AKA tapping and essential oils coach. All of this is on top of her experience 40 years as a registered nurse with a master's degree and advanced nursing certifications. And as the daughter of a nurse, after 40 years in that very, very demanding and challenging industry to continue on and continue serving and supporting clients as a coach with all of these fields of expertise, Leslie, I'm so grateful to have you and your wisdom here with me today. Thanks for joining. So great to be with you, Susie. Um, just a, it's so exciting for me to know that your mom is also a nurse because uh, I really still resonate with a lot of my uh, nursing colleagues. And I also now enjoy being a health coach. And so it's been really a great transition for me. Well, and I, I think from my armchair perspective that um, it's such a demanding field. Working in medicine, a lot of our caregivers could use some health coaches because we tend to give of ourselves and not make sure we're filling our own cups. So I love that you're bringing this expertise and hopefully bringing some of your former coworkers some support. <laughs> so I'd love to know why you were moved to continue serving people to this degree. What led you to continue on or become a coach after your career? Well, you know, that's kind of a great question. Um, I have always been, a, I had love of learning. 
And it has always been something uh, important to me to keep active and busy in my life. And I spent 40 years in my nursing career and had cared for many patients with chronic pain. And I helped them manage their pain. And I even did research in pain management and uh, worked with people who were extremely ill. And I decided that at one point in my nursing career to learn more about holistic practices. And so I got my feet wet and dabbled in that. And I really was excited because it felt good knowing that I could offer as a nurse more to patients who than just pain medication, because I spent a lot of time trying to help people basically taper off those um, medications that had been on them for some time. So uh, as I um, was looking towards uh, retiring from my nursing career, I thought, you know, I really want to be able to do something to help people even stay out of the hospital in the first place. Why do they have to, you know, even get there? And what is it exactly that leads up to causing disease and causing symptoms like pain? And so in my last final years of uh, my nursing, I started to also study functional medicine and uh, took a year long course in uh, as a functional medicine um, coaching academy person. And, um, and then I thought, you know, as a nurse, I can also, um, I also wanna still be able to do things independently and I learned about the functional diagnostic nutrition course. And so that was so exciting for me because now I can actually help people have access to lab testing in their home and, um, and find out that objective information to help them um, and help them work on symptoms like pain. Mm, it's, it's amazing. I, I love the um, experience and the perspective that you developed through the course of that whole, whole um, career, really. And I'm coming from a very similar place. Um, when I was working with my senior clients in their 80s and 90s, and I was helping them downsize and move, and it was typically because of health issues. So at that same perspective, like how can we keep ourselves out of these situations? Can we prevent ourselves from developing chronic diseases that lead us to have fewer choices or end up in the hospital or on medications and reliant in that regard? And so I love that that inspired you to look upstream or at least midstream. I like to think that I'm, I'm trying to catch people upstream and pay more attention to stress and how we step up to that. But through the testing that you have access to, I had a naturopathic doctor on the show just a little bit back, and she was explaining how she uses some labs to look at stress hormones and other situations, you know, other indicators that can be pointing to why we have imbalanced stress and other things that can set us up for trouble. But what kind of labs do you like to look at to help people get an idea of, of what's going on? Or, or perhaps why do people come to you? Maybe what are the complaints that would have you start investigating this? Yeah, a great question. So, uh, as and and just this is just to go back to the nursing uh, piece. And as I switched, I myself was finding myself having symptoms. So part mm -hmm. of my studies as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, I learned how to practice my own self testing, and I personally was impacted by symptoms 
uh, like pain and thyroid disease and trying to figure out how could I myself figure out why I was even having these pains. And my doctors, I went doctor to doctor, they couldn't figure out why I was having terrible foot pain. They couldn't feel, figure out why my, even though my test to my thyroid said I was fine, why I was having um, pains in my throat. And I learned by utilizing functional medicine testing, lab testing, that I could actually get some cues to what was actually causing that pain to happen in the first place. Because, you know, traditional providers, they use traditional lab tests and they tend to either say, well, you need a medication or a surgery if they find something on those tests. But in functional medicine practices, we actually are looking to say, what are the root issues? Why is this person even getting disease or why are they getting symptoms like pain in the first place? So the types of tests um, that I would do is uh, first of all, a very thorough assessment in terms of having people fill out forms to really understand their background and their history and what they're current, currently experiencing and what really their top complaints are. And then based on that and based on a, a call that I would have with them, I would offer some general testing packages that would look at things like, do they have any gut pathogens? Do they have any food sensitivities? Um, do they have uh, any toxins that are causing some of their symptoms um, and particularly focusing in on people with pain? But all of those issues could cause a myriad of symptoms. And of course, I also trust, you mentioned stress testing, um, I also test for sex hormones and cortisol, our stress hormone, and I'm looking at the pattern and to see how a person is doing in terms of their cortisol levels throughout the day. And so what those tests do is they really say, okay, what's going on with this person? Are there some hidden clues to why this person is having whatever symptoms they come to me with? Um, and many times it could be pain. So for example, a person who had arthritis, their pain, yes, they may be on arthritis meds or come with arthritis medication, but they may have things um, inside them. For example, food sensitivities is a big one, um, or they may have gut pathogens that need to be healed with natural therapies. And that in them themselves can um, greatly reduce inflammation and pain. Yes, because so many different things can lead us to being in an inflamed state. And I would venture to say that we all suffer from inflammation. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's possible for us to live in the world that we live in and not, you know, make it through these influences without being affected by it. So there are so many different, um, different impacts or effects that can lead us to these situations. And then they end up with similar complaints, you know, pain that it's hard to find the source of or headaches or brain fog, fogginess, um, you know, not getting quality sleep, you know, that fatigue that can just bother people. And, and it's an invisible sort of a thing. Doctors have trouble putting their finger on it. You know, they have trouble quantifying their patients' complaints. And then the patients are, you know, 
sometimes handed antidepressants or, you know, made to feel like they might be exaggerating what's, what they're experiencing. So it's really hard, I think, um, for patients to feel frustrated. And it's a kind of a big step to begin advocating for themselves. And our system, you know, we tend to get into one place, one doctor, and they refer us out to specialists, then they kind of part us out, you know? So this holistic picture is so priceless because we can really start connecting dots that's just the light bulb starts going off, right? Like you were talking about the, the gut pathogens, there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria and, you know, antibiotics, be it because we've had infections before or because of the meat that we eat and the way that it's fed, like there's all kinds of impacts on what's going on in our, our gut bacteria and that microbiome. So I love exactly. super sleuthery and detective work. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you're, you bring up a very good point. P people have a myriad of symptoms. They all could have very different root causes. And we may never, um, through this testing, find out exactly what came first. But the goal would be to look at what are those tests telling us, and then um, correlating that with the experience that the person is having. And so the whole point of working and coaching a, a, a client would be to um, look at providing um, a number of avenues for them to improve their health through diet, rest, exercise, stress management, and supplementation. And really in through those coaching set sessions, figure out how is that person progressing or in between the sessions, if they're having issues, for example, with some natural supplements, how can we adjust those so that we are really um, helping them on the right path so that they're starting to feel better. And in many cases, people may start to feel, feel a little bit worse before they feel better, but some of this is natural and it's taking those steps and um, trying to help clients understand they have to be patient because in our today's traditional medicine world, we are so used to taking a pill and it's supposed to fix everything immediately. But when we really fix things for ourselves, it's taking the time to correct our diet, have the right diet for our bodies, have the right amount of rest for our bodies, utilize the right and appropriate forms and level of exercise, and really know the right ways to manage stress. I mean. Not everybody does well with meditation, but there are other ways to manage stress, for example. So it's, it's really trying to look at the individual. And that's the whole point is to develop a personalized program for someone. Yes, yes. And I want to come back to that personalized program. But what you said was so important because I think people do get frustrated with the healing process with the journey to health, because health isn't a destination, it's a journey, we're always refining it. And when you're really getting to the root of what's going on, you might feel worse before you get better. If your body is carrying a chemical load, it has to be removed and safely. And there are you know, some problems that can come along with these detoxes that people like to jump into without the right support to be aware of what can happen once we start unleashing the things that might've been stored in our bones or in our fat. So, <laughs> so it's a process that isn't pleasant. Um, with, with the site on the end goal, 
or at least looking down line to recognize it's going to be worth the effort and it's going to be worth that transitory period where it's it could be a little bit of a struggle um, and just understanding that that's a time to give yourself grace and a little a little extra support but that assistance in navigating the process is so important because I love that you through that whole list it's not getting enough sleep. It's getting the right amount of sleep for you. It's not getting enough exercise, but the right amount and the right type of activity, the right diet for you, because there isn't one universal, this is what we should be eating, or it would be easier to be healthy. You know, we really have to have some detective work and some outside perspective to see what's working, what isn't and dial things in and tune this so that it works for you. Yeah, and I think you bring up a, a really good point. And I uh, wanted to mention that, for example, one of the things I like to work on with uh, clients is diet. So um, that whole piece where people think, well, I can go keto or I can go, you know, whole 30 or I can do this or that. One of uh, the important things to understand is there's no one diet right for each person. And so one of the things that I utilize is a program called metabolic typing where we really try to dial in the right ratios of fats, carbs, and proteins for the individual. And then on top of that, do some food sensitivity testing to see out of 170 foods, how many foods are you sensitive to? Um, for example, I just had a client that was uh, had 22 food sensitivities. And so we would start with that, take, um, and they, they would uh, be, become very mindful in journaling about how what they ate affected them. And that helps them to pay attention to their bodies because so many of us mindlessly eat while we're talking or we're looking at our phone or who knows what we're doing. But it's that whole mindfulness and really trying to help someone try to dial in to their diet for their body and, and know how they actually feel when they eat certain foods. And so th that is probably one of the first things that I would do while we're waiting for other testing to come back is really trying to get an idea of that right ratio to start with of fats, carbs, and proteins. And then um, once we have the food sensitivity testing back down on those foods that they're sensitive to and um, have, uh, try th that diet and work with them and see, okay, and it's easy. You're not tracking calories. You're not tracking food. Um, uh, food, how many, how much is your food weigh? You're basically looking at a plate and saying, well, maybe I should have at least 40% protein on my plate. And this part of the pie is about 40%. And, um, and then just adjusting until um, you feel like you've gotten the right amount. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, hopefully, correct me if I'm wrong, but through the process of healing, you know, for example, your client with 22 sensitivities, those start to drop away as your body heals and becomes less triggered and inflamed, those foods can come back. So this isn't a forever situation that, oh, the tests aren't great. And now I'm depressed and I'm never going to get back to myself. It's, it's part of the healing process, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it sort of made me resonate with the fact that you said a lot of us try to do this on our own, whether it's detoxing or what have you. Well, for one, uh, you're not going to know your food sensitivities, <laughs> right? Um, and, but once you do, uh, like you said, um, 
we usually use what's called a 90 day protocol and start with um, that and say, if we can get that person to back off those foods are sensitive to for 90 days, work on healing their gut while they're dialing in the right diet. Um, like you said, it is possible for people to start to add back their favorite foods, but there is a process for doing that. It's not like, okay, I've been on this program for 90 days. I'll just go back and eat all those 22 foods I was sensitive to. It's again, that sort of mindful process where you may add in a food one at a time and three or four days later, add in another one. And that's because food sensitivities are not the same as food allergies where you have an immediate reaction you can um, have a delay of three or more days from a food of, of being sensitive to a food. And so we wanna do it gradually. Um, and if we know that someone actually is sensitive to gluten, we would never add that back. So that's one food for sure that if somebody has a sensitivity to, we would recommend them um, not going back on, a glut on gluten. Unfortunately, now it's a very different um, situation than it was even 10 years ago, maybe even less than that, in that there are so many gluten-free alternatives available that you're, it, you're not doomed to a life of no bread, no pasta, you know, no desserts. There's some really phenomenal substitutions and great blogs out there, people who are really refining their recipes so that you, know, you, you can get to a point once you stop keeping track of everything you have to give up. Um, of, of enjoying your food. Yes. I mean, it's true. There are so many, when I went gluten-free, it was over eight years ago. Um, I know my husband was going to every store trying to find things and I didn't necessarily want to totally substitute and have everything gluten, you know, in terms of adding back all those foods, I wanted to even improve my diet by not eating things that were maybe high in carbs. So, uh, but for when I have uh, gluten-free substitutes, it, it's taken some time, but I've found some very great alternatives um, for baking uh, or for, you know, um, making bread and, and things like that. And so, yes, there's so many alternatives. And of course, restaurants have dialed in um, to this. And so many restaurants have, have been on board and are, have trained their employees to be sensitive to. However, you do have to be very careful because uh, not all of them are as equipped as others, right, to provide the right foods for people. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it pays to ask some questions. Um, in in exactly. my experience in dining out with people who have more restricted diets, you know, if the staff is well-trained, that's a really good indicator. If the staff is, doesn't know, or you can tell they're making up answers. I mean, maybe they're new, but it, it means that they're not putting that kind of priority on clarity and training for their staff. So that's a good indicator. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they can go back and ask, ask the chef, you know, for example, um, in some restaurants that serve rice, they throw in a little bit of flour. Well, who, most people would think, oh, okay, I can eat rice. Um, so this, you know, particular menu item should be fine, but it's probably worth asking your server to check with the chef to make sure they don't put flour in their rice. So I had no idea. Another reason why you should work with an expert. <laughs> well, you know, it's some of these things you learn through, uh, you know, uh, just, and it, it's, it, it's all with experience, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know. And 
Um, you can be very careful. And of course, there's things to help your body if you accidentally get exposed to things like gluten that if you shouldn't be eating it. But um, there are a lot of alternatives, like you said. So um, that's the positive part of it. We can all um, know that um, there are alternatives and there even are some great apps out there that will even tell you restaurants that serve foods and you can as a coach, you can recommend a, a particular plan for someone and you can say, okay, they're sensitive to all these foods and you put that in the program and it'll spit out uh, to them uh, menu items in local restaurants uh, that should be consistent with their plan. Wow. Technology is so yeah. cool. It's amazing. Now, technology isn't always perfect <laughs> as we were talking earlier. But, uh, but yes, there's some cool things coming to help people. And, and I think that's great. And so um, I think it's important to just learn uh, by doing. And, and of course, there's so many communities out there for people to learn from and participate in. So yes, yes, absolutely. That's one of the reasons that I created, that I created my membership program is because I, I, that community is so important and we don't always find it in our immediate circle. So when we have, when we can connect with people who have our shared goals or shared issues, you know, things that we're working towards and we can support each other and show up, it, it really helps to say, okay, I'm not in this alone. I'm not the only one making this journey, you know, besides the practitioner that I'm working with, there's other people who are kind of fighting the same fight. So there's strength in numbers. Yeah. So um, you also, because um, stress is a big part of it and you do work with tapping, which is I, one of my favorite modalities. I'm not a you know, trained practitioner in it, but it's something that I use and I recommend all the time um, because it can really help shift some of those emotions that we let get stuck. And those tend to be triggered at bad um, opportunities, you know, at not the worst time, or they can um, start to predispose us to, you know, fall to different diseases or, or conditions that can develop over time. So in your work with clients, what are some of your favorite um, stress management techniques that you recommend? Are there more well, than I tapping? For sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I think tapping is, um, I, I think, like I said earlier, not everyone is going to resonate with a certain stress management technique. And so um, I think tapping is one of those ones that people think, ooh, you know, it's kind of a little, you know, uh, um, out there. Um, however, some people um, are pretty amazed when they try it, if they're willing to give a new technique a try, that it can be most helpful. And I mean, sometimes it's just hard to understand why a particular technique may be so as helpful as it can be. Um, and then if, if something doesn't seem to work or something may be helpful in addition, I mean, there are simple things like breathing techniques, particularly with people who um, have stress or if they're going to get into a car or they've got to get in a meeting where they're being, or they're stressed, things that you can do without be, um, being very obvious. Um, uh, you know, tapping is one of those things, well, it, you could probably do it if you, uh, <laughs> If you were on, um, you know, a device or something like that, you could probably do do it a little bit if, if you had your video up. But um, I think uh, breathing techniques you can use, um, and it only takes a couple of minutes. Uh, journaling is um, another thing that could be very helpful um, for people. Uh, sometimes guided imagery 
is really helpful for people that are very visual, um, that work with um, visual techniques to help them um, become calmer. But I think it, what's, what's really interesting to me is that emotions all have frequencies. And uh, one of the reasons why I like peace is it's one of the highest frequency emotions. And so it's a good thing to have high frequency because um, as individuals, we wanna to strive to have love and peace and some of those things that are very positive emotions. But it's those negative emotions like shame and guilt that are like down there at the 20 and 30 level that can really get us stuck in ourselves and in our health. Um, and it's really important for, as a coach, for me to help people build those sort of positive emotions and use some stress management te techniques that help support them. Um, another thing that I like to use is the via character strengths. It's really trying to look at that individual and say, um, as that individual tends to function, what are their best characters, uh, character strengths, you know, and how can we utilize those strengths in, um, in developing goals for their health and, and helping them because if they can utilize those strengths, it can actually help be sort of motivational for them to accomplish some specific weekly goal. So. Oh yes, and, and help them feel better about themselves, right? Because we right. tend to get in this habit, habit, I don't know if it's a Western thing or, or what it is exactly, but we tend to put all of our attention and energy in the areas that we feel we need to do better in, rather than focusing on the areas that we naturally excel in, where we're naturally in flow. So by finding those characters that really resonate, you know, that language that we speak or that help us to shine a little more easily and brightly, you know, then we start feeling better about ourselves because we're not always keeping track of where we should do better, but we're looking at how we can make it easier and use our strengths to our advantage. So I love that, that you put some focus on that too. That's terrific. Beautiful. So, um, in, in, Clients coming to you and developing um, their own unique plan. Um, is there does there tend to be an order of process like you mentioned before? You know, you'll probably suggest paying attention to what the food is. Journaling is hugely important, not just for mm -hmm. you know freeing your thoughts or tracking your thoughts or writing gratitudes, but paying attention to what you're eating, and then doing that. You know, tracking two or three days later, paying attention to what complaints you might be experiencing. Mm. Um, and then the testing, are there other, you know, a, an order in which you start to implement things for your clients? Well, I think, I think, you know, the first thing that I do is look at the finding the right diet for their type. Um, like I talked about earlier, because sometimes it takes a while for the testing to come in. Um, and then we do a results and review session with all the testing um, to because it informs and it really provides some objective evidence for the individual saying, wow, you know, I have sensitivity to these foods. And a lot of times people crave the foods they're sensitive to and they think, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's really sort of a reality check, right? Maybe this is what's causing my migraines or my <laughs> joint pain or, or what have you. Um, and so... Uh, working through uh, looking at the results and sort of saying, do they correlate with what that person is actually, what their chief complaints are or their issues? And because sometimes it's sort of like that aha for a person. It's a light bulb that goes off and it provides that evidence to them that, oh, wow, this is really probably contributing to my symptoms. 
And then we um, have individual coaching sessions that really are addressed at, um, at the plan, the, what, I call, what I call for my, my um, business, I call it the peace plan. So it's really trying to move that person by um, educating and providing resources and fine tuning their diet. Um, that would be one of the first approaches. Um, and then sessions on uh, rest. So really checking in, uh, for example, if we see on their stress and hormones panel that um, they're having trouble either staying asleep or falling asleep, um, would be utilizing some supplements and or some practices to really help them, whether it's taking, you know, blue light uh, and wearing blue light blockers or during the day while they're looking at their computer or turning off all their devices and not having them in the room when they go to bed at night or having a few hours before they even go to bed, staying off their devices, you know, some, some strategies to really help them promote rest. And then exercise, of course, would be based on, you know, what they're capable of and depending on if they've come with certain types of pain, um, what might be appropriate exercise for them and making sure that they have regular exercise, but they don't over-exercise because over-exercising can actually, if they have high cortisol, uh, your stress mm -hmm. hormone levels, if they come in with very high stress, it can actually really blow your cortisol levels so even higher. And so we really want to be careful with people that come with that particular issue to not overexercise. Um, and then we look at a supplement plan. Um, I usually do a 90 day protocol. It's not like you are saying this person will be on all these supplements for the rest of their life, but it's trying to work with them and saying, based on what we've observed in your test results, if we're, for example, rebalancing the gut and they show that they have, um, they could even have a parasite or they could have um, a significant bacteria, maybe we need to rebalance their gut with some natural supplements uh, uh, for a period of time um, and then make sure that uh, we heal their gut because sometimes people, we, um, I do permeab gut permeability testing to see if they have a leaky gut. Um, often people who, have um, autoimmune disease, for example, have leaky gut. And uh, what happens to anyone is wherever their weakest link in their body is, that's where the process goes. And it, it doesn't matter if it's food sensitivities, leaky gut, what have you. Um, we call it as FDNs, what's called metabolic chaos. Their systems are out of balance. And we look at all their systems and say, okay, your metabolic chaos score is X we really need to get you down towards more of the zero realm and rebalance. And it could be their hormones. It could be, you know, um, their inflammation and their immune system. It could be a number of different body systems that are disrupted. And so the whole goal is to have a plan to help them rebalance their bodies so that they ultimately don't need to take symptoms forever, or I mean, excuse me, on supplements forever, and that their inflammation and whatever pain that they may be having and their stress levels go down. And so it takes time. It, it, takes, it takes patience. Um, and some people within, you know, 10 days to two weeks will see some immediate benefits and other people who come in who have been living with symptoms for quite some time and have significant symptoms and have been living for years when a state of metabolic chaos, they may take a little bit longer. But, um, but I think in working with a coach, uh, uh, getting that support 
and trying to work the plan is really important. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And taking it one, one step at a time, right? As, as these little improvements are made, as you start healing, then you've got more energy, more bandwidth. I like to say to take on a little bit more, right? So it feels like right. a long and a hard journey, but as you start making improvements, you know, you're able to start making some momentum and bringing yourself back into balance. So well, yeah, and that's why I called my business piece by piece. That's piece, P-E-A-C-E, X piece, P-I-E-C-E. And I, I think it's important to coach people in manageable pieces because many people, for example, with New Year's resolutions start out of the gate saying, I'm going to do some this, 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 and this. And it, they, it's like mission impossible, right? Um, and, and of course, people have to give them space. Most of us don't go on a trajectory and achieve our goals. Uh, we have to give ourselves permission to fail and um, and to be willing not just to fail, but to get back up to get to the goal that we want to achieve for our health. And so that's part of the coaching process is really um, helping people be accountable and also recognizing that they're not going to have this linear trajectory to they may have a little bump in the road or two or three or four, right? <laughs> Right. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for illustrating that too, because it, it isn't a uh, clear and linear path that can, it can wind a bit, but the destination right. is definitely worth the journey. And it so is. you, right. It, it really is. It really is. It's worth um, recruiting the right help for it too, so that you don't get discouraged and give up before you get yeah. to where you're aiming for. Yeah, and I will just say from a personal perspective, uh, my goal um, after retiring from nursing was to spend more, I have grandchildren across the country. Well, my grandson, when I was visiting, asked me to play hockey and I literally got up out of my chair and I couldn't walk. My feet got locked up. I felt like my brakes were you know, locked and my wheels were gonna fall off. And um, I had a lot of problems with arthritis in my feet. and. I thought I can't live this way. I, I am living, I want to live to be there for my grandchildren and children. And I want to be able to do all those things that I had spent years trying to get to. And I wasn't going to stop and let that stop me. And so all the work that I had to do uh, to promote my health through my testing and, um, and my personal plan really helped me to get there. And so now, you know, I, I'm going full out with my grandkids, right? And, uh, and it's great. And I'm so glad to be here today in that place. And I was worried I would never be in that place. And if you had asked the wrong doctors, they might've told you to just make peace with it and, um, you know, settle in, manage the condition rather than thinking that you could turn it around to the extent that you have, which is powerful. And I, and yeah, I, that was I, the alternative. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, just surgery or medication. And one said, you're just getting older. So you're right. That's a good cue to fire that, <laughs> that medical <laughs> practitioner, <laughs> the ones who are ready to throw in the towel that easily and that early. <laughs> you want to be, make sure that you're feeling heard and understood by your practitioners and people who have a little bit more um, growth mindset rather than fixed mindset, really valuable to have in your corner. And, um, and I love that you illustrated too that 
goal because we need something to draw us forward. You know, if we're just looking short term and we can't get over how frustrated or miserable we are right now, but if we can hold on to that goal of being as active and living with the vitality that we want to have and maintain, that can help pull us through the process. Yeah, it's called, uh, if you want to know scientifically, the positive emotional attractor, <laughs> the PEA. And, it, and it's really something important as a coach. I need when clients come to me, and this is part of my process of um, and my free discovery call to people, is really understanding, do they have, uh, you know, do they, are they just going to say, well, I want to lose weight? Well, what is it? What's their why? Why do they want to lose weight? You, you know, they need to understand that and be able to articulate it. And so I think that's very important, like you said. Excellent. And so that's great. You've got a free discovery call available. If the things we've been talking about today resonate with you, um, you can reach out to Leslie through her website. And then you're also making something else available for our audience if they'd like to learn a little bit more. Sure. So my website is peace, P-E-A-C-E, X, peace, P-I-E-C-E, wellnesscoaching.com. And on my contact page, uh, you can contact me and put in the comments, uh, live better 2021. And I will be happy to send you um, a little booklet I have, uh, move from pain to peace, three steps to feel better, move better and live better. The journey starts with a step. <laughs> and this is a great one. That sounds like terrific information. Thank you for making that available. I know that's a really valuable resource to just get the wheels turning. Um, if something in the conversation strikes you, reach out and have a conversation to just start to explore what's possible because sometimes it's really hard to see around that bend, especially if we are experiencing you know, some of those frustrations those complaints start um, adding up and our energy is sapped and, and so might be your optimism. So hopefully this brings back a little perspective and some hope of what you could call in to support yourself. Is there anything that we didn't get to dive into that you want to share before we go? Well, I think really what I would like to just tell your audience, because I know many people have probably tried to stop they have been trying to figure out how to stop their chronic symptoms and pain and may have visited many providers. It's, it's really understandable why they're at where they are. And uh, our system is just, our medical system is sort of set up that way. And I truly believe that um, people can solve their pain problems and move from pain to peace. And uh, they just need to have the right pieces of information and the right coaching support so that they can live the life they've always dreamed of. So um, I, I would be happy to, if any of your audience is interested to contact me, I also have that free discovery call that's available on my website in the contact session section. And I really appreciate uh, being able to be here on your show today. It's been fun. Absolutely. I'm really excited to see people from the, the more traditional medical field really getting passionate about the holistic approach. And so I love what you're doing and the message that you're sharing. So thank you for making time and joining me today. I'm so happy to have you join me on the show. Thanks so much, Susie. Take good care. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Yeah. Okay. Take care too. Bye now.
Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.